How is it that you've changed your uh, podcast setup, Andrew? Enlighten us. Um, I have added another person to the mix, so we're joined here. We're joined here by a wonderful lady. I'll let her introduce herself. I'm Hannah. I'm Andrew's wife, um, Hannah. Do you guys do your surnames? It's a giant, giant mystery. It's a giant Up mystery. Okay, well, I'll just keep but it. But no, Hannah. you can you can use a surname. They know it. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, I'm your wife, Hannah Beasley. It's a good thing you're, you're worldwide famous night. already. So already you're you're more famous than we are. So everybody <laughs> knows who you are. No, no. Well, Andrew keeps on telling me about like all of your um, podcast listeners and your Patreon people. So I don't think that's actually the case. So many, so many listeners, and yes, Patreon as well now, which has been quite quite uh, interesting and fun to do. Actually, to have Patreon, and it's so much easier for people to just go to one place and get all the bonus stuff and not have to figure out where to buy coffees and where to buy this, where to buy that. Uh, we do have actually some new supporters this week. Now that you mentioned it, thank you for the wonderful segue. Um, three new global supporters, Ooh, global. They couldn't decide if North or South was the way to go. So they took the correct path and went global. We've got Andrew R. We've got some Gene M and some Eric W. For anonymity's sake. Um, and we also, I don't know why, don't ask me, I couldn't make this up. Somebody actually went above and beyond to the take my money level, which take is just mind-blowing. Why would you do that? Because you get the exact same stuff. But yet, Gabriel S. said, you know what? I believe in this. I really want this to go further. Take my money. So thank you all again to the global supporters as well as the Take My Money supporters. We appreciate all of you. Um, if you are not already a supporter and want to be, you can now go to OnePrimePlus.com and it'll take you right there. Easy. That's incredible. We have our own domain name. Specifically we have a lot named of domain names. Patreon package. We were going to have a much funnier domain name, actually. Um, I've been going back and forth on this and we initially were going to have one prime dot plus slash net dot com dot au was initially going to be the domain so it'd be really easy and, and rememberable problem is apparently living in the united states I am not allowed to purchase a .com.au domain, therefore ruining my joke. So I'm a little upset about that. But we have oneprimeplus.com. So, you know, compromise. Very good. And before we uh, leave that Patreon point, as a one-off, let's call this a marketing strategy. Is that what this is? It's a marketing strategy. As a one-off, we're going to open up the first edition of our Hemispheric News PDF newsletter where you can find the most unbelievable uh, tips, tricks, personal stories from each of your three co-hosts here once a month through One Prime Plus. We're going to open it up as a bit of a tester in the show notes. You'll find it linked there. And if you like it, consider signing up and you'll get that delivered every month. I I think that's a nice marketing strategy. Andrew will be proud. Yeah, yeah. 
That's right. They always say in, in most of the good businesses, it's like your first hit's free. After that, you've got to pay. So we're, we're taking the same approach. Your first hit of the hemispheric news, all yours, take it. You want number two? Pay up. I've, I'm concerned that you've compared us to a business in which the first hit is free. Um, but that's okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Should we talk about why Hannah has joined us today? Please do. All right. So Hannah has recently moved into a new job, um, a job being a politician, parliamentarian, a job where you speak with a lot of people a lot of the time and you're taking copious notes. You, you, me, most of the Hemisphere Reviews people would probably use record like keyboards, but not Hannah. She's a handwriting kind of person. And so I thought a nice gift as sort of like a congratulations well done, you made it gift, would be I bought Hannah. Oh, I didn't, I, it wasn't I bought. We bought. Isn't that right, Jason? Jason, with a generous little contribution, bought um, Hannah a Remarkable 2. Well, much like the domain I wasn't allowed to buy, apparently I'm not allowed to vote in Australia either. So I'm just feeling really shut down. So I had to, I had to donate somehow. And you've watched her opening speech, I think, as well. So, Yeah, and now that you mentioned it, it's in the show notes, so everyone else can watch it as well. It was awesome. It was, it was really good. No, no BS. It was, it was legitimately good, and I actually watched the whole thing all the way through. Well, I'm impressed because that was a half an hour of your life you're never getting back. So well oh, done you. I Thank you. So many half an hours of my life I'm never getting back. Trust me. <laughs> this is... This one was actually worth it. That was the best half hour you're not going to get back. You should see how long it took me trying to get a .com.au address. <laughs> well, I'm super nervous about being on here, I've got to say. Like, this is like, this is like a really big thing. This is the, like the thing in our household is hemispheric views. Like, we know all about you. Like, your guys' reputation precedes you. Um, and in full disclosure, I've had a glass and a half of red wine um, to... to calm my nerves so i and i'm a bit of a cadbury kid so i'm a little bit nervous about that so i'll try and get through the remarkable review with my one and a half glasses of red wine that's the only way to do reviews as far as i'm concerned you should see once i get this new imac four glasses of wine easy have have you have you prepared questions for hannah or should she just launch into her review i had a couple uh questions not directly related but uh just as kind of table stakes questions the first one being do you currently use anything like an ipad or other uh tablety type thing to do digital handwriting no so no not to do digital handwriting so um i've taken pretty much all of my notes on my laptop um with at meetings or what have you or when I'm meeting with constituents, and this actually drives Andrew nuts, I just open up Simple Note on my iPhone to do it. Wow, Simple Note, nice. I don't know. Apparently, it's not that that great. I I, I, I get shamed for it consistently. I don't think we've ever actually covered Simple Note uh, at all. So that's okay, perfect. So it's no no previous digital handwriting. Good to know. Um, I'm assuming lots of regular handwriting on, you know, a good old sheet of A4 or something like that. I write a lot 
of handwritten notes. So every meeting I go to, um, every phone call, what have you, always written down handwritten notes. So at any given time, I've got two to three notebooks in my handbag because it can't just be one because there are varying levels of importance depending on like meetings, then, you know, to-dos, then phone calls. Um, And then the trouble with that though is you've got at least three different notepads. I work from home, I work from my community office, I work from Parliament House, and then I work on the road with various stakeholders. So nothing stays in like one place. Everything has to be carried. Um, And everything is on various quality levels depending on the quality of notes do those handwritten notes get translated into digital form by taking a picture of them and archiving them do you (laughs) do do you hand type them later or do they just get chucked in the bin so sometimes they get sort of translated into an email for somebody else to do as i delegate um other times in the uh not so important or the uh, like transitional casual notes, which tend to be meeting notes with a constituent that I have to get a staff member to follow up. It will be on a piece of paper from a notepad that I can rip off and then give to the staff member and say, this is what this meeting was about. You go follow up. So completely from my level, like I don't need it in my life anymore, but you've got to go do this with it. So very levels, but things that are for myself are on like good quality paper with a good quality pen that I go and refer to often. Okay. Final question before I actually let you continue with what you were starting with, um, what percentage would you say of each individual piece of paper consists of actual information versus doodles because you couldn't be bothered to listen to what this person was saying? Theoretically, let's just say theoretically. Obviously, everything's important, but... It's the old 80-20 rule. Ah, okay. But But, like, to be fair, it's actually 80% content 20% doodles rather than the other way. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad you clarified that because I was going 20%, 80% doodle, but okay. Love it. All right. Uh, I think that's it to set the, well, what, what did we get? First of all, what, what's the, this is the remarkable two, right? And I'm unfamiliar with the buying flow for this. Is there just one remarkable two? What's the, what does that look like? I should probably uh, clarify here seeing as I was the one responsible for the purchasing. Um, it was the Remarkable 2, which is the only device. I don't even think you can get the Remarkable 1 anything anymore. I think it's just the 2. So we have the 2. Then we went with the... They give you two options of stylus. I went with the one that's the premium model that has the eraser on the end of it. So you can flip it around and use it like an old-fashioned pencil. You rub that on the screen and it acts as an eraser. I also went for the Folio cover i think they call it um not in the leather because my pockets weren't that deep but it's the it's the book approach like it opens like a book cover rather than being a slide in case so we've gone relatively premium no expense spared on the device itself or the devices a little bit of expense spared on the case okay so there's one device and then some accessory choices correct Um, okay so my highlight is i absolutely love it so there you go. Perfect. Probably, 10 out of 10. Done. Apart from jewelry, the most successful gift Andrew has ever given me. Wow. Um, yeah. No, I absolutely love it. I've gone from at least three notebooks to just the remarkable in a week, which I never 
ever Whoa. thought would happen. I am a prolific note taker that, like I said, that has very specific needs with every notebook. Um, and I just, I love it. So I've got notebooks set up for my constituent meetings. I've got notebooks set up for my meetings. I've got notebooks set up for Parliament House. Um, there's quick notes for just things I need to jot at any given time. Um, and then there's different, oh, I'll get into it, but there's different templates. I've got a template for to-dos. It's, I love it. Um, most importantly for me, it is incredibly nice to write with. Like I feel mm. like I'm actually writing, um, which is why, like, I think I had an iPad maybe for a year before it like went on to one of our kids when they were old enough um, because I never liked using the pencil on a screen or my finger on the screen. Um, you know, great for, I, I used it an iPad for like, you know, YouTube and emails and internet viewing yeah. and messaging and things like that. Um, but for me, that's a laptop. That's not an iPad. Um, it's great at being a computer, not at being a piece of paper. Yeah, exactly. And then, but this is like, it's a digital piece of paper that I never thought would feel like a piece of paper. And it's not just like the writing mechanism that feels really nice and natural but it's the actual whatever tactile element they have created between the pencil and the screen it has a real scribble effect um, that makes you really feel like you are etching on a piece of paper and what about the sound of it if I can butt in there how does it sound to write on it sounds like a really light scribble Mm. if you if you yeah, choose I kind of and when you're in a meeting and everyone's talking, you don't tend to hear it at all. Um, but you sort of feel it's gonna sound really weird, but you feel the sound mm. of it of it doing it. Um but when I've like I've written um letters on it with nobody else around. So I've just um, you know, noted letters that I then send to my staff and say, Can you please send this letter to this person? Um God, I sound like Nineteen fifties manager, but um, <laughs> it's <laughs> get on the teletype. I, yeah, because I, yeah, because I actually want to because I think better when I'm writing in full rather than tapping in front of a computer. And so when I want to be personal on a letter and actually think about it and be empathetic with people, I need to be able to write it. Um, and it does that like perfectly. So, and you can, you can hear it when you're writing in silence and it's super satisfying. It's really, really satisfying. And I'm also really particular about the pens that I use usually on a notepad, on a, on a physical notepad. Um, and there's, you been... fit in so well here. You don't even realize like this is just great. Yeah. 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 And I, I haven't been missing anything, not using a physical pen, probably to be fair. The only thing that I miss is that um, I write in colour in notepads, so I take a, around a little pencil case with me and I've got a purple pen, a green pen, a blue pen, a black pen, and they've all, in my mind, are coded differently, those different colours. So the, that's probably the only thing that I miss, but by the same token, um, and that's a really big thing for me because it's how I've operated since high school, um, but it's such a pleasure to write on and such a convenience that I'm like, I'm happily giving that up rather than begrudgingly giving that up. I'm assuming it feels more like a pencil than a pen. Probably. Definitely. Definitely okay. feels more like a pencil, which in this case is kind of more satisfying because a pen on a, on a digital screen just wouldn't give you um, the same tactile satisfaction. Right. Um, 
but yeah, really, really good. And the um, note to text function, I think it will get better with time, like note to, you know, typed text. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I think it will get better with time. And I have really at times very hard to decipher handwriting because I'm so used to handwriting and only I need to interpret it. It has gotten very shorthandy with time. Um, and it's picked it up really well. And there's only been like, I wrote a three page letter the other day and there was only, I think, yeah, three words in that that I needed to correct. Wow. Um, yeah. Which considering. Is that what you use with, people, with, sorry? Con- with the, is that what you use with colleagues and, and so forth is you'll handwrite it, convert it to, to, to typed text and then send that I'm assuming it's, instead of, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which my, cool. which also my staff are super, super pleased about because they've spent the last two months trying to decipher my handwriting and it's very much slowed productivity. So <laughs> they are all for it. What a great change. I have a question yeah. for you. Um, yes. You've really sold the whole actual writing act, the feel of it, the sound of it. The note to text uh, thing is pretty amazing. The fact you only do, had to do three words. What I'm interested in is, as someone who likes to use the iPad for some writing, but also for audio editing for this very podcast, occasionally uh, writing long form stuff for research, doing internet browsing. I enjoy aspects of that device because it can be many, many different things. This is inherently a very focused product, but there has to be a range of computer related things in it to turn things into PDFs or emails or whatever. How do you find the interaction with the more computer elements of the interface away from writing with the pencil? It's not as natural. It's definitely not as natural as writing with a pencil, Um, but it's completely more than workable. So, um, for instance, before we came on tonight, like I've only had it for a week, so I hadn't needed to import anything to it. Um, But I, just for testing purposes, I thought what I'd mostly import into this would be um, PDFs that I would then go and notate um, because there's a lot of that. And when you're dealing with legislation, there's a lot of PDFs to, to go through. So I imported a very heavy PDF document that I worked on about a year ago and it was very, it had a lot of text and it had a lot of images. And this is, it's a notebook. It's only like black and white. I don't know what, I don't many, know. Many shades of gray. Many shades of gray. There we go. I thought there was a technical word term for it, but that's fine. And so I thought, oh, 50 shades of gray, I think is. Let's not. So I imported that one going, this is going to be a really heavy document and let's see how quickly it renders and how, um, you know, I can zoom in, which is a new feature of the Remarkable 2, being able to do like an iPad two finger zoom in. And so did all that. And it was definitely not as fast as an iPad zooming in because you've got to, you know, re-render a text page, but it was you know, I blinked and it was done. It just wasn't done before I was blinking and really simple to use. And then notating over the top of the PDF was brilliant. So, um, I was really impressed with that because I was actually expecting it to turn downwards at that point. Um, and considering most of the PDFs that I deal with are actually all text these days, no images and no what have you. Super easy, like super, super easy. And actually, unless you have a iPad or a MacBook, unfortunately, I don't know if it's the same in America, but in Australia, actually most um, laptops or whatever that you were given these days are Microsoft based ones. So you can't, there's nothing um, native to it where you can adjust PDFs. 
Um, so, you know, getting the Adobe program to be able to write over a PDF or whatever costs your employer $200 a pop or whatever, and they're never going to do it. Um, yeah. And that's actually what's provided to us in our jobs now. So this means that I can do all that um, without having to worry about it. And usually most of the time you want to be able to notate over a PDF, have your answers, your questions answered and you're done. For the PDF stuff, is it pretty much a one-to-one page wise because the device looks pretty big like a pretty normal size piece of paper so for pdfs you you get a a pretty good rendition of one-to-one would you say yeah so it's more like so the actual size of the remarkable two paper would be oh much more than two-thirds i'd say i don't know six eighths oh that's two-thirds isn't it <laughs> roughly about that maths was always my strong point three quarters, three quarters isn't it yeah bugger six, off eight. So it's and the what I um what I imported um this today as well was a landscape PDF. So I did have to turn the remarkable in order for it to fit appropriately. Uh. Um but it was then really intuitive like you know going through my pages um turning off the menu so I could see the full page being able to write over the top of it. Like yeah, really like I really thought that that was, I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it work really hard. And I'll have a negative thing to say to hemispheric views and I'll be balanced in my reporting. Um, but yeah, really liked it. Okay. That answers my last question of what's, if there was one thing that you don't like about it, but it sounds like maybe just, it could be slightly faster, but even that doesn't really seem like that big of a deal at this point. Slightly faster. You could not get colors on this thing, which would be my mm. absolute ideal. And not even colors in, in rendering a PDF, but colors in the pens and pencils that you yeah. use. Um, that would be my absolute ideal. No, like apart from that, from what I need it for, like if you used an iPad for your graphics and for, you know, your your editing of podcasts and things like that, no, like this isn't, this isn't for you. But if you want to replace a analog notebook for a digital notebook and have it do everything that you need to do it's brilliant like I went to a meeting today and I didn't have the car today so I I ubered it and all I took was my remarkable and my phone and as a human being but particularly as a woman I usually have an incredibly big bag with me wherever I go and it was like the most liberating thing in the world (laughs) that all I took was a digital notepad and a phone, like I felt, I felt like a man. I felt like, oh, this is what men do all the time without any bags. This you could have amazing. spread out on public transport as much I as know, you like. Seriously, I was like, this is a moment of gender equality right now. <laughs> Thank you to the remarkable. I have one more question, actually, if you don't mind. You noted colours before. Um, look, I mean, thinking back to the monochrome environment that was the Macintosh, I think some people actually were very nostalgic and didn't like when it went color but I noticed when you were talking about the colors of pens that you used you didn't mention red now Andrew oh. and Jason I'm pretty sure oh. would know me as someone who would use a red pen if in an analog environment I see Jason's holding up a red this is my Martin there. pen <laughs> Martin pen do you not use red pens not a big deal but is that not part of your palette no I do except okay. I have been known with staff members over time uh-oh. to uh, use red pen a little bit too much on other people's work. Yes. So yes. Um, when Very I do good. it for myself, I try not to do that. But I'm commonly sent messages from um, former team members who um, 
who could probably do with a few more writers in their group. And I just get this message saying, we miss your red pen. And that's all, <laughs> that's all I get. So I am both proud and traumatized by the red pen effect. So I try not to use it too much. I'm very encouraged by that. So do we have a scale uh, in terms of reviews? I don't know if we've done that before on Hemispheric Views, a scale to actually review a product. Are we doing that? Um, we do. It's very official. Um, it's number of globes per device divided by three and then multiplied by the number of people on the show. It's pretty simple. So Hannah, how, how many globes? Like I said, math was not my forte and I just had another sip of wine. So I'm absolutely not the person to ask. I, th- I think it might be an entire or well, many, many globes. Okay. Many. Yeah. So 20, I, I would, it sounds like it's about 28, 29 globes. If I had Out to guess. Of... Yep. The universe. So 20, 28 and a half globes out of the universe. That is pretty remarkable. Oh, touche. Wow. That's pretty remarkable too. Oh, um, wow. I actually, actually had more questions now that we've already rated it, but that's the, fine. <laughs> the one guy who, the one guy who isn't a dad on the show is nailing all the dad jokes tonight. I am, I am a hundred percent dad joke in spirit. I just want to say that in terms of this, if I can just make a point here, this is the first device that I have not had a chance to play with. Like I have not used it. And it's it's kind of killing me on you know killing me. I'm I'm dying a little on the inside. That's probably the best review, honestly, is that it didn't end up in a drawer after three days, like a lot of the crap that we buy. So I, I think that alone, and the fact that I think the thing with this is, if I bought a remarkable two, I want one just because it's cool. I would buy it. I would use it for about eight minutes, and then it would just kind of sit somewhere, right? Because I don't have the I, I don't I'm not in the situation that this is made for and it sounds like this is exactly made for you and and like the kind of work and interaction you have day to day where I'll do some handwritten stuff but in general couldn't be bothered and and I don't miss that at all um but it it sounds like this is the kind of device that is purpose built and that's why it does what it does but if you buy it thinking it's going to be your iPad replacement or it's going to replace your whole normally you type, you know, a thousand words a minute and it's going to replace that. It's not. But this is one of the rare chances where I think a piece of technology was built, purchased and delivered to the exact intended audience. Uh, and that's, I think, what we're what we're seeing here, because if, if I were to review it, I would probably have a much different perspective of, oh, it doesn't you know, import this weird, super weird formatted file that I use for some crap that everybody else in the world is like, I, I don't care. So I, that's awesome. I'm really happy to hear that. No, and I am stoked. I feel like this is like, I've lived in a world of devices for 20 odd years now. And I think that this is like the first device that was made for me. Like, yeah. and I absolutely love it. I am super stoked. So there's a couple of things. Well, there's one thing that I would say I think some other people might find not great is that there's a tiny little power button on the top of the Remarkable. That's fine. That's not what could be great or not great. If you had an opinion about that, well, you guys probably would, but I don't. Um, It's fine. Um, But what I actually really like about it is when I open up the folio, it's the 
the little sign is remarkable is sleeping and I have to press the button to wake it up. Now, I actually really like that and I think it's probably for people like me who would then get nervous if it was actually live at that point because like, oh my gosh, is something going to get written on there that I don't want written on there Um, and what have you. So I actually really like that it's sleeping until I wake it up. So even if the folio is open, that doesn't actually wake it up. I have to press the button to wake it up. I suspect other people might find that really annoying, um, but I actually really like it. Um, But then, yeah, the so it came with probably, I turned it on, it would have had somewhere between 25, 30% charge. Um, So I was like, all right, I could probably use it for an hour or two. Um, After an hour, I plugged it in. I don't know what it was, I don't know what it was down to after an hour, but it didn't have any warning signs or what have you, but it's just the point where I knew I had access to a plug and I plugged it in. So I plugged it in for maybe two hours while I also continued to work on it. That was a week ago and it is at, if I turn it on right now, I can tell you what it is at. It's at 77%. Mm. Okay. So definitely multiple multiple days slash weeks more than yeah. likely. Okay. Definitely, kind of an ebook reader situation where that you yes. they last just to the point where they're so long that you forget that you have to charge the thing. Exactly. And speaking of ebooks, you can import ebooks to this and use it as an ebook reader. Mm, okay, that's good to know. I like that. Final question. I swear this is. The, I think I said final question three or four times, but uh, final question: connector for charging USB C. Or you or micro USB. Is, what is that? This is make or break for Jason. That looks, judging by the eye test, I'd say that's USB C. Oh, thank goodness! And this is with your one eye of vision, correct? Yeah. So yeah. this is still questionable. Bu- I've got a bung eye, so yeah. I'm... So, but it's like it's a USB to USB C is how you charge it. USB A. USB A. So, yeah. To okay. USB-C. Good. Good. Because if anything comes to my house that's not USB C at this point. Uh, directly in the garbage. Awesome. Wow. This is like the most highly, highly praised thing probably that we've ever talked about ever. But also probably from the most easily pleased (laughs) out of all four of us. Might have something to do with it. The other thing I would say, and because I'm super excited about this and now I have my full one and a half glasses of wine in, is that so Andrew got me the remarkable pen that goes with it, which is excellent, which I actually didn't even realize until tonight it was the premium pen. So it actually has the digital eraser on the top of it, which is super exciting because I've been pressing buttons to erase, which I thought was really cool. And then this just got a whole lot cooler. And you haven't chewed it, have you? No. um, (laughs) That is like sacrilegious to a note taker, but okay. Just checking. So, but what I would say is what really freaked me out to begin with, so it's magnetic, that I thought that it um, connected kind of like halfway down the notebook and I was super disappointed in the first day because I was like, that is not a good magnetic connection. It's just going to come, it's going to come off my notebook in my bag all the time. I've got a million things in my bag. It's going to get lost. I'm going to have to carry my pencil case still around with me because it's going to have to go in my pencil case. I was disproportionately disheartened by the idea of this pen falling off um, and getting lost in my bag or broken. Then I realized my stupidity and it actually connects at like at the top of the notepad and it is a super strong magnet. Like I've like 
brushed up against it a million times. It's been in my bag throwing around, including in my in a non-structured handbag, which does my head in, um, and it has not fallen off, and I love it. I will be the, the first to say thank you very much for this, or, or maybe not thank you, because now it's like I kind of already wanted something that I don't need, and now it's like it's only been good things all the way down, so now I don't know what to do. Next episode, he'll have one. Yes, we've increased uh, the cast yet again. So thank you, Things listeners. Things just got a joining. lot better looking. <laughs> Should I leave the room? Should I? <laughs> so right here we have uh, another partner on the show. This is my beloved Natasha. Why did Hannah leave? Competition. Competition? She ran away. No. <laughs> oh, goodness. Tell her to come back. She's going to get more wine. Oh, fair enough. That's fine. <laughs> One glass per person that's added to the show. So we've just had a wonderful review of The Remarkable 2 by Hannah. Uh, Natasha has kindly joined in for the Hemispheric Views experience as well. And like Hannah, she's bombarded by my constant jabbering about this show. Um, I think you wanted to do your own review as well. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not sure how many people actually have much to do or much experience with this particular product or whatever you want to call it. But um, do you want to introduce yourself properly so I stop jabbering? To the listeners. Okay, well, yes. Hello, my name is Natasha Kandilisfeld, wife of Martin. You can speak naturally. I'm just the formal bastard on this show. Well, I have to match the formality. Oh, no. Be yourself. <laughs> um, no, I thought I would talk about um, the app, which is available on the iPhone, Apple Watch, and iPad, I think. Yeah, yeah. And for context, I mean, I, I'm I'm normally the one who just bombards her with apps and games and she normally says, no, I'm not doing this. Hannah, do you have this experience that Andrew's recommending things and you go, please leave me alone? So, so often. So this was actually one of Martin's recommendations. It's an app on the, like I said, the iPhone, the Apple Watch and the iPad called Arcadia, which is arcade games for for the phone. Um, so essentially I've become obsessed with it since going on maternity leave. (laughs) It is very addictive. (laughs) Um, essentially 18 games in the one app, um, and they all work, it works across all three. So if you've purchased it on one, it just goes onto all your devices, which I thought was really, really cool. My favorite game is called Bricko, which is essentially a much better version of Tetris. I've got a really high score, which I'm very, very proud of. But anyway, that's what not is the it? point. What is it? 33,000 something. I actually that sounds super the, impressive. In the scheme of the game, it's actually not that good, but I'm very proud of myself. So Bricko is number one, highly addictive. I probably spend way too much playing it. If I looked at my... Um, What's it called? The analytics on your phone of how long you spend oh, screen on screen time. Screen time. Never look. Never look at that. So it's, it's always bad news. Always bad news, especially with Brico. Um, <laughs> um, so Brico is number one on that game, but it also has things like a pinball machine, um, kind of like that brick game that was on the iPod. You know, when you slide the thing and the ball bounces. Oh, that breakout. Yeah. Breakout, yeah. love some breakout. Um, it's got that the snake for anyone who likes playing snake on the like Nokia. Yes. Love it. Um, You're a snake uh, person. Yes, you've got me now. Tetris, Tetris. I was almost there. Snake, I'm there. But to be fair, 
if you download Snake 97, that is a much better Snake app because it's like a Nokia simulator. Oh, right. It's the best. Wow. It's the best. When we came to the US, Jason, that time we saw you, I played Snake pretty much that whole flight from Sydney to LA. It's not a joke. I was astounded. (laughs) What else do you do with 16 hours? (laughs) Exactly. Normally I sleep really, really well. Um, and Martin is awake on planes, but it was flipped. So he was dead to the world on the plane. And I played snake for almost 16 hours. <laughs> wow. That, that should be some kind of record by itself. So I do like my mobile games, but snake 97, the app is better than snake on Arcadia, but still good. This, this looks incredible. I'm looking it's at brilliant. it on my phone right now. And like, the artwork looks great. All the little games look It's very... really cute. So is it all the sort of 80s, 90s games? It's all the old yes. style stuff, Yes, so there's it? also things like um, Simon, like the memory game. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, things like that. My number two game is called Treasure Map. So it's like a four by four grid of puzzle pieces and you have to arrange them to get the pirate to the treasure. And then, like, the time you do it in gets shorter and shorter. So that's – I love playing that one on the watch, actually. My high score is on the on the watch. On the watch? Yeah. That's the it, thing it, that's freaking it me out scales. here. They're all on the watch. Yes. Wow. Brico and Treasure Map are favorites. You know, everyone takes their phone to the toilet. Everyone – like, no <laughs> one can deny that. But having Arcadia – Having Arcadia means you don't have to take your phone because you can just play on your watch. Brico, then, what did I just say? Treasure Map. My third favourite is uh, Tap-A-Mole, which is the equivalent of Whack-A-Mole. So good. But to be fair, and Andrew, you would know this, it does not compare to like Whack-A-Mole in person at Time Zone. Oh, yeah. Where you've got... Act the, smash the physical thing in one hand, but you've also just using your palm and you're just smashing the moles all over the place That's as cheating. hard as you can. Actually, I tend to leave the whacker like in the holder and just go with my hands until they're red raw. I take it very seriously so I can get as Bongo many tokens time. as possible. Yeah, totally. But so tap a mole on Arcadia is... Almost as fun. As much fun as you can have tapping a phone. I, just, I still am just blown away that this is on the, that it scales from watch to phone to iPad. Cause that's kind of always been the, the promise of all this stuff is that, you know, you write something and then you got your little tiny baby version and it scales all the way up to your, you know, gigantic TV. And this actually does that. So do you use, do you just use the little, spinny crown thing on the watch or do you press it in too or how does that work um so with brico you can use the crown to do different things but i tend to just tap the screen there are three different movements in brico so you um side to side moves the bricks um tapping on the screen shuffles the order of the bricks and then dragging down drops them where you want them. So I'm pretty sure you can do some of that using the crown, but I just prefer tapping the screen. And then with the treasure map one, you just have to physically move like the puzzle pieces and they swap. 
so Jason is typically the uh, gamer of our troika of people. He's the one who plays Fortnite and wins and that kind of thing. He's the one that wins. When it comes to Bricko, <laughs> I'm backing you, Natasha. I'm thinking you're gonna oh, you would you. take him to the cleaners. Well, that actually brings up a good point in the fact that I now mandate that everyone purchase this game. First of all, it is one dollar ninety nine US, so that's like eighty seven dollars Australian. Yeah, that um, sounds about right. And uh we're gonna have a little competition over the course of the month of June to get the highest score in each of the games within Arcadia. I think it looks like there's maybe six or tw- 12 games, maybe? However many I there think are. there are like 18 games. Oh, my Oh, 18. Wow. Okay, so we're going to have a we're gonna have a ranking uh, leaderboard for each of the games within this to get the high score amongst everyone that has downloaded this. It also has a good icon, by the way. Um, a lot of times you'll find something that's good, and then the icon is kind of sucky. Um but that's the challenge we're having now. So everyone has to go download this game. We're going to have a leaderboard. It's going to be tracked. It's going to be very official. There's going to be prizes. Uh, so get on it. Month of June. So you- Share your scores on a Discord. Yep. Discord, oh, Twitter. Does that mean you have to join the public Discord? <laughs> yes, you do. Absolutely. This was all a, all a ruse to get you to join. You can, you can, it sounds you like can it tune maybe in working. and out. Believe me, it's fine. Tune in and out. Yeah. I think Hannah does a lot of tuning out. <laughs> Yeah, you can tune in more than out, please. But uh, yeah, that's now where we're going to be. So you got a little time to practice. Month of June is going to be Arcadia June because it rhymes, obviously. It really, really doesn't. Um, Hey, oh my goodness, there's a baby. Okay, but can I just double check? And I'm sure this is, oh my goodness. I'm sure this has probably been asked, but I'm just double checking. There's no in-app purchases. Can I in-app purchase that baby? <laughs> It appears there are zero in-app purchases, $1.99. That's it. it. It's a one-off, and then you've got it on all your devices. Well, do you know what? I got the Remarkable 2 over the last week, and my screen time's gone down 42% on my phone. Now, Arcadia June is going to like take it up like 180%. Send it through the roof. Sorry, he smells like a wheat bag because we try and put one in his bassinet to keep it warm to make it more appealing. Okay, you were so much better parents than we were, just quietly. We're trying everything, <laughs> but now he just smells like wheat. <laughs> <laughs> just makes him even more edible. It's all fine. It just makes him smell like an old person. <laughs> I just love the fact this is the first episode releasing after we have rolled out our Patreon service, oh which some I'm people sorry. have paid good their own whole card whole- Hot, cold, hard cash. What kind of money was that? Cold, cold, hard earned. And uh, now they're getting something entirely different to what they paid for. Arguably better. And I'm not discounting that, but very different. I bet they're going to all up their, their uh, contributions now. You yeah. know, if they were at one level, they'll probably just bump up to the next level at this point. Jace, you were talking about the one take my money person. Imagine how many take my money people you're going to get after Natasha and I. I mean, really. Probably all of them. Exactly. Shout out to Gabriel, number one fan of Hemispheric Views. Yeah, for real. Definitely. You didn't see that, guys, but you just got the ultimate, like, chest bump. Oh, man. Peace Peace sign. sign. It looked really cool. 
Yeah, if you get another account uh, and sign up for a second uh, Take My Money account, we'll send you an animated GIF of the of the shout out you just got. Put a mar- put a marker and we're back to hemispheric views. I think you were asking the question of us whether when we receive a receipt from the store, do we just crumple it up and throw it in the bin, or do we keep it or do something with it? Ah, yes. And also, is there like 55, like a lot of times in stores here, you'll buy like one thing, say it could be any price, doesn't matter. And then you get a receipt and it's like four kilometers long. And I just, it's super annoying and frustrating. And I, I never keep receipts. I never want receipts. No one should ever, should even bother with it. But we have a lot of places here that will actually email you receipts now. And I'm curious if that is a thing there at all, or do you just deal with the same crap where they hand you a receipt whether you want it or not, and then you just chuck it in the bin or, in my case, shred it? I love your chuck it in the bin. So that's a true Australianism there. Well done. Most places still give you a receipt. Some of the um, some stores like JB Hi-Fi will offer to email you a receipt, but really it's just a play to get your details and to somehow tie you into some loyalty program. Um, but yeah, most places you still get a paper receipt. And you're right, we were talking about the uh, Woolies dockets where basically at the bottom of a Woolies docket you have you know, fuel offer, four cents, off, four cents per litre of fuel, followed by come to our liquor store and you can get six pack of beer for this amount of price and a whole bunch of uh, little bonus bonus things attached to your docket which doubles the length of it infuriating chuck them all shred them all don't ever give me a receipt i will if it's something special if it's a it's a if it's an expensive item something that you might want to depreciate i'll scan that put it into dev and think save it for a rainy day chuck the original at best, I will save it for the 30 days or whatever if I am on the fence, if it's a thing I'm going to keep. But generally, no, gone. That was easy. There you go. That's another That's another segment of our show taken care of. Martin probably keeps them all filed away in a filing cabinet, sorted by alphabetized numeric Johnny Decimal code or something. You know those You know those sleeves, the little plastic sleeves that you put Ooh, he's got the sleeves. of paper into? I think he yeah. would put them in that. I am yeah. here to bust that myth. Ugh. He is the worst. What? The worst at keeping. Th- Are you talking about keeping receipts and stuff? Yeah. 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 He is the worst. If it is not digital, it is dead to him. We have almost missed paying bills because I'm the bill payer. But if it comes by mail and he gets the mail, we almost get late notices because he just goes, meh. He's the worst. If it is not delivered digitally or if it is not saved digitally, he will not. It's dead to him. He sh- he should read he should read the last uh, um, edition of our hemispheric news where I go through a very detailed process of turning paper into digital assets. Yeah. If it if it's important to him, he'll scan it. But the only products that he cares about are the Apple ones, and they send you a receipt anyway. So I could just see him getting his felled foot on, calling the the water company and saying. Yes, excuse me, I would like to pay a bill, but until you issue me a digital invoice, I won't be proceeding with payment. Don't get me started with Sydney Water and trying to go digital. Don't get me started. <laughs> I've got a bone to pick with them. Stop, 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 stop.